Welcome friends to another episode of Making Disciples. My name is Chris, I am your host. Hey, thank you for spending time with me. Uh, your time is costly and I want to honour it well. Uh, and I just want to thank you for using some of your time to listen to this podcast. We put this out because we want to have uh, a voice uh, into the world that speaks about Jesus, his discipleship, uh, the impact in our lives, uh, how it shapes our thinking, how it shapes our heart, how it shapes our hands. Uh, and we want you to be transformed and shaped into his likeness. And we hope that's what the podcast does for you. Thank you for all the lovely comments that we get from you guys each week. Uh, we love hearing uh, your thoughts on what we are talking about and sharing. Now, the last few weeks, we've been looking at the Beatitudes, uh, the Sermon on the Mount, the, the, the opening uh, gambit of Jesus's big teaching on the Sermon on the Mount. It's his teaching on the upside down kingdom. Essentially, the Sermon on the Mount is Jesus talking about what the way of the kingdom looks like in life. And if the kingdom of God is to interact with our lives, this is what it looks like. And sometimes we think the Sermon on the Mount uh, is about Jesus teaching us how to live, which it is. But it's also this proclamation, proclamation and pronouncement of what kingdom living looks like. This is what the kingdom of God looks like in our lives and in the opening of the Sermon on the Mount we have the Beatitudes the Blesseds uh, and he launches this announcement of the kingdom uh, and he outlines what the kingdom looks like and we've been looking at these Blesseds over the last few weeks and today we're landing uh, on the third one which is Blessed are the meek for they will inherit the earth and I have to say friends this is radically countercultural. There is nothing more countercultural in, in Jesus' teaching as what you are going to hear in the blessed are the meek. Uh, so I hope this really inspires you that Jesus has something to say into our lives which will radically turn it upside down, the upside down kingdom of King Jesus. So friends, I hope you find this uh, inspiring. Uh, if you do, give it a like, give it a share, give us a comment, give us your views. What's your thought of what it means to be meek? We would love you to leave a little comment or a thought what does meekness look like for you? What have you understood meekness to look like? And have we changed uh, or convinced you that there might be a different way of understanding meekness in this podcast? I would love to hear your thoughts on that. So please do uh, let us know. But let's jump in as we discuss together the blessed are the So Jesus is pronouncing the way of the kingdom and he says, blessed are the meek for they will inherit the earth. Let me just remind us, blessed, the Greek word there, mikurios, the best way to translate that word is you're in the hands of God when. Something odd about the Beatitudes that don't sit with us when we think uh, the word blessed means happy or the, the word blessed means that you have been given more of something. Uh, the word blessed there literally means in the hands of God. And when you're in the hands of God, then you are in a blessed place. Then you're in a good place. Then you're in a happy place. Not because the scenario around you has changed, not because life is easy, but because the location of your heart, the location of your life is in his hands. And therefore, in his hands, you are blessed. So in the hands of God, you are when you are meek, for you will inherit the earth. Now, I hear that beatitude. And 
it does not function does not engage me in how i understand the world to work i live in a world where if you are the loudest individual if you've got the loudest voice then you will inherit because you can speak louder than everybody else hey i had um, somebody just a few days ago <laughs> came to tell me something and uh, they told me something that just wasn't true. I know it wasn't true because uh, I, I know the situation and I kind of not what's going. On. That's not true. And they, they tell me what what they think had happened in a particular thing, and I just said, look, I don't think that is quite how it played out. That's not how I see it. And they told me the same thing again for a second time, but this time louder. And I just said, thank you so much for what you just said, but. I'd not that's not how it actually played out and this is how it played out they then spoke to me a third time and this time they said it even louder they were almost shouting at me and I eventually said just look bless you I can see that you are quite anxious right now um what I'm just trying to say is that this did not play out the way that you are seeing it and they just got so frustrated with me and and they were just trying to change the narrative by being the loudest person in the room that's how i see the world working the people with the loudest voices they're the ones that do well uh the ones that, that are the most gobby the most the, the most pushy the ones that propel themselves uh the, those that push themselves into doing more doing more doing more having a louder voice getting a bigger influence it's all about influencers nowadays, isn't it? Having influence over others. How many followers have you got? Have you got more followers than somebody else? Because it's about influence. The world works in this sense of get louder, get more influential, get more power. And they are the ones, friends, that inherit the earth. That's the proverb of the world. Get louder, get more influence, and you will inherit the earth. And Jesus speaks into this. And he says, no, that's not it. That's not how it works. So Jesus says, blessed are the meek. The meek will inherit the earth. Now, when we read the word meek, I don't know what comes to mind for you. Uh, I think for a long, 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 long time, uh, the word meek confused me. It's not really a word that we use. It's not a word that I ever use in regular life. I, I, I was thinking, when did I last use the word meek? I'm thinking, I don't think I've ever used the word meek, other than when it's read in this passage. Uh, but when I read the word, word meek, I'm thinking gentle somebody who is a bit of a walkover maybe somebody who is timid uh don't speak out somebody who's a bit of a, a mouse that you know a bit quiet uh keeps it to themselves uh and, and and if you understood the word meek to be that kind of gentle and uh a bit of a walkover timid uh blessed are the timid for they will inherit the earth or blessed are the walkovers for they will inherit the earth or blessed are uh, the gentle they will inherit the earth it's like well really will they because it, it doesn't that don't feel right now i know the teachings of jesus is countercultural. uh what jesus is saying is flipping the world on its head so on one hand actually the ones that are not pushing themselves the ones that are not pushing to be louder the ones that aren't pushing for influence in the world's ways they will inherit the earth well that kind of does fit with what we know about jesus but i think there's another way of taking this passage uh, i think there's another way of understanding meekness uh, that is really important for us that will help us uh, kind of grapple with it uh, in our in our own lives because the word meek isn't um well certainly the word that jesus uses for meek uh, isn't uh that sense of gentle or timid or, or walkover at all 
So let's explore for a moment where this word meek comes from. And once we understand where it comes from and how it was originally used, we might see how Jesus is using it in the Beatitudes. So the word meek, friends, comes from the Greek word praus. Praus, P-R-A-U-S, praus. And it's a word that is borrowed directly from the Roman military. The Roman military used this phrase with regard to how they trained horses. So the, the, the Roman army would find the wildest of horses in the mountains. They'd go out into the mountains, into the abandoned place, and they would find the wildest of horses. They'd be looking for the horses uh, that were uh, the largest um, and uh, wild horses they could find. And then they would bring them back to the compound and they would break them in. That phrase, break them in, you might have heard that before, breaking in a horse. And after months of training, uh, th they would take these horses and they would then sort them into categories. Uh, some of them were discarded, they weren't broken. Some were broken and made useful uh, and they were useful for bearing burdens uh, and, and carrying things. And some were useful for ordinary kind of duty uh, and ordinary kind of uses, guard horses maybe. And then there were other horses that were uh, broken into a state that they described as prouse, which we translate as meek. They would break them into a state that they would describe as prouse. And these horses, the Prouse ones were known as war horses. They were horses that were powerful under authority or had strength under control. So this war horse uh, was, a, was a horse that never ceased to be determined, never ceased to be strong, never ceased to be passionate uh, and had that strength. However, these horses, these horses had learned to bring that nature under discipline. They had their power but this power was now under control. This power was now under authority. It was now disciplined. So wild horse, an unruly horse, an out of control and rebellious horse was broken and became prouse, became a war horse. And it had learned to bring its nature under control. It would know how to respond to the slightest touch of the rider it would know how to stand in the face of cannon fire, uh, the thunder of battle, uh, and would know the whisper of its rider, and it was now weak. You know, a horse that's on the battlefield has to cope with the noise of the battle, uh, the destruction of the battle. But this Prowse horse was able to take the scenario that it was in, the surroundings it was in, and it took its power uh, under control and it was now controlled in those difficult of places and it's this that Jesus uses okay blessed are the prouse blessed are the ones who have power under authority uh, strength under control so yes Jesus is blessing the meek the gentle but actually what Jesus is saying here blessed are 
those that take their power under authority, their strength under control. The blessed ones aren't the ones who are the loudest, the strongest, the more powerful and the most influence. Jesus is saying, actually, friends, the blessed ones, they're the ones who are taking their nature and putting it under authority, strength under control. I heard it said like this uh, a little while ago. I, I saw this written down somewhere. I'm not quite sure where I got this from, but it's definitely not from me. Uh, but it, 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 this quote I saw said this. I've heard it described as this. The means by which God tames the sinful soul by taming the temper, subduing the assertive self, calming the passions, uh, managing the impulses of the heart, and bringing order out of chaos in the soul. Order out of chaos in the soul. So to be meek means to take uh, your temper, your assertiveness, your passions, your heart's desires, your impulses, and bring it under the authority of Jesus. Under his authority, all these powerful things become controlled so they don't control you. You're not meant to be a wild animal uh, ruled by your passions and ruled by your power, conquering and dominating, but actually somebody under the authority of Jesus, controlling this power that we have. So in Jesus's time, you could say this, a meek person was one who was obedient to the will of God, uh, courteous, uh, patient, slow to anger. Uh, most importantly, a meek person has self-control, strength, under control, power, under authority. What a wonderful image. What a wonderful image. Those that will inherit the earth aren't the dominant ones, aren't the ones with the loudest mouth, the quickest to argue, the fastest to make their arguments. But Jesus says the ones that will inherit the earth are the ones who are not dominating, not powerful in that way, but under the control, controlling and taming. Uh, and really, they're the ones then that Jesus is going to use. And it's in that they will inherit the fullness of the earth. Do you know there are two people in the Bible that are described as meek? I wonder if you could guess who they were. I wonder if you could guess who they were. I want to read to you from Numbers 12, 3. And it says this. Now Moses was a very humble man, more meek than anyone else on the face of the earth. On the face of the earth, there was nobody that was as meek as Moses, we are told. Uh, Jesus is described as meek. Uh, it's interesting that Moses and Jesus, well, of course, it's the two of them. Uh, Moses was the liberator of the Old Testament. Jesus is the liberator in the New Testament. Uh, in the New Testament, we're meant to see Jesus as the new Moses. So that all kind of makes uh, a, a lot of sense. Uh, but out of the Bible, I, there's two people I don't see as meek. Uh, Moses wasn't meek. He wasn't gentle. Uh, Moses kicked off. He was the one that fought for his people. He liberated them. He went up against Pharaoh. Don't see that as gentle. Jesus going into the temple, clearing up the temple with a whip, whipping them. I don't see that as uh, gentle. So meekness can't be about being gentle. And the Bible doesn't use it in that way uh, when we talk about prowse. Biblical understanding of meekness is somebody who is taming their wildness and it's somebody who is 
in control of their wildness. Somebody who has been tamed. They're a war horse. They're powerful and strong, but that power is under the control uh, that has come about because they are they are living under this authority that we have uh, with Jesus. Both Jesus and Moses, friends, were forceful and they were determined men. Both were obedient to God's commands. Neither would have been described in any shape or form as a pushover or as uh, a walkover or timid. Uh, both Jesus and Moses were seen as powerful in the sense that they were determined, they were clear, they were they were they were up to something. They had a mission that they were on, and they were determined. Uh, doesn't make them meek as in gentle. It makes them a war horse. They were on battle, but they lived in such a way that was countercultural. This upside down way of behaving, and you know you see it in the disciples. They were so confused by Jesus. They were like, "When are you going to pull out a sword, Jesus, and fight? Like, when's the stallion coming? And when are you going to when are you going to take over the Roman Empire?" And Jesus was like, you've completely misunderstood what I'm about. Jesus did not come to fight with the sword. Uh, he came to die on a cross. Um, Jesus, the war horse in battle, was not going to run the battle the way that everybody else thought the battle would be run. So, blessed are the meek. Blessed are the meek. Is that how you understood meekness? Uh, is that how you understood what it means to be somebody of God? Somebody of the kingdom? Uh, somebody who inherits the fullness uh, of what God has is somebody who's living uh, like a war horse, power under authority, strength under control, the upside down kingdom. That's what it looks like. So let's land with this question for a moment then. How do you cultivate meekness in your life? How do you cultivate meekness? That is a really good question. How do we cultivate it? How do we become more meek? How do we become power under authority, strength under control? So number one, I say, look, we, we sit under God's wisdom, not, our, not under our own wisdom. Uh, uh, earthly wisdom would lead us to battle, to fight, to be gobby, to argue. Under wisdom of God, slow to anger, slow to speak, very, li you know, we listen more than we speak. So sitting under God's wisdom. I'd also say that we need to walk daily with the fellowship of Jesus. Uh, Jesus is the one that we follow. We want to look like him. So walking with him uh, in fellowship with Jesus each day. And there are three ways that I believe we do that. We do that under prayer. We do that under scripture. And we do that under inviting the Holy Spirit. Uh, if we each day pray, read his book and wait on the spirit, we will be walking in fellowship with Jesus. And we'll be, we'll be turning into him will be his likeness will be rubbing off all over us so sitting under god's wisdom walking daily in fellowship with jesus would be two major ways i think we do that i think there are a few others i could just kind of chip in other characteristics and attributes that really help um i think discerning where god is at work in somebody you struggle with's life is one of the ways we seek meekness uh, somebody you really don't like, it's easy to write them off, see them as a devil. God isn't working their life. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ignore them. But actually, to say, I want to seek where God is at work in their life. I want to see where God is at work. Uh, I'm gonna see the other person like the way that God sees them. Uh, that kind of characteristic will bring about meekness in our lives. 
The other way, I think, is taking pleasure in the joy of others, being joyful uh, in the things that others have got going on in their lives, to be celebratory and joyful uh, for for someone else and what, what's happening. Uh, meekness, controlling our own desires, um, sitting under the authority, you know, uh, it's too easy to allow our passions to rule our hearts and to become jealous of others. Uh, to actually become meek means to actually enjoy what others have got, the pleasure and the joy of others. I think one of the other ways, if we're going to say uh, becoming like Jesus makes us meek, and so therefore spending time with Jesus will become more meek, then actually we also must say we need to spend time with others that, that are meek. Uh, if we like the characteristic of someone, to spend more time with them is only wise, isn't it? We become more like them then. So if you want to become somebody who has power under authority and strength under control, get with those people. Make friends with those people. They're the people to hang around with. If you're hanging around with people who are arrogant, uh, people who are uh, uh, shouters, they they want to uh, demolish the person in front of them with a good argument, uh, they just want to gaslight somebody, then it, the reality is that will rub off on you. And if you want to be somebody who is meek, then to be friends with somebody who is meek uh, is essential. Uh, being with people um, that have the characteristic that you want is essential. Just a couple more thoughts then. Being slow to form judgments. I think one of the ways that I try to pursue this heart that is gentle and um, under control, one of the ways I do that is, is being slow to form judgment. I do not want to pass judgment on people quickly at all. I want to uh, give them a lot of benefit of the doubt. I want to be able to listen to them, spend time with them, get to know them before I pass any judgment. I want to be slow to pass judgment uh, on somebody else the other thing i want to do is find joy in god's grace and remember how much i've been forgiven when i remember how much i've forgiven how much of a um fool i have made of myself at times when i remember my own sinfulness it then makes me compassionate to others uh, because i realize that i am i am a fool and i am foolish and it's, if it's not by God's grace and not by God's wisdom, then I will remain a fool. And therefore, reminding myself of that helps me remind myself to not be judgment, bring judgment upon others, but to live by God's grace. Which then, my, the last thing I think that I've learned on this is to moderate my expectations of others, to be to be slower in my expectations, uh, to not demand things from somebody that I think, well, I would have done this, why aren't they doing it? actually backing up a second and going a bit slower into scenarios, be willing to uh, give the benefit of the doubt. Uh, that behavior um, is about controlling that inner something in me that is demanding that people do what I want them to do, to behave the way I want them to behave, but going slowly in a situation, uh, moderating my expectations of someone else. So there you go. They're, they're some of the strategies or um, just things that I think are helpful in cultivating meekness. I've certainly found those in my own life. So friends, blessed are those or blessed are those that are able to put their power under authority, their strength under control, to become a war horse on battle for Jesus, but under control. They are the ones that will inherit the fullness of God, inherit the earth in every, the very thing that God has for us. So friends, I pray that you found that understanding of meekness transformative. 
It's not about being gentle, soft and fluffy, timid, walkovers. Uh, it, it's about being under the authority, taking command over uh, the unruly things of our lives that brings us under that authority. And that's what makes us prouse. That's what makes us meek. So friends, I hope you found that interesting. If you have, if you've got another view on the word meek, if you've got an illustration or you've got something to say, stick it in the chat. Uh, people you said to me, how do we do that? Because I don't understand. A, a simple way of doing that is if you are listening on Podbean, there is a place to put comments on Podbean. Or uh, you could find whenever I upload these videos, the Making Disciples Facebook page, it pops up on there as well. And under that, you can put comments in there as well. That's two and easy ways uh, that you're able to leave comments. Friends, thank you for your time. I pray that you will understand what it means in your life to have power under authority, uh, to be meek, not in being soft and fluffy in a walkover, but being a warhorse, uh, strength under control. I pray that that may be a reality in your lives. So friends, until next time, grace and peace. We'll catch up with you soon.